Vladam Pound Vladam Pound Vladam Pound It's top shelf Vladam Pound Fam life my friends so kick it Vladam Pound Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Top Shelf Podcast, a soccer podcast. Follow us on the Top Shelf Pod on Instagram, and uh, you can just keep up with our weekly antics. You know, we're three of us are in three different places in the United States, so it's funny to see what we're all up to when we're not doing the podcast. Let's not and forget we wanna, Nate. Let's not forget yeah. Nate. Oh, yeah, he's sorry. not with us today. Oh, my goodness. It's the back three today, ladies and gentlemen. We can't forget Nate. And, uh, yeah, follow us at the Top Shelf Pod on Instagram. You know, just connect with us. We want to hear what you have to say. You know, it can be lonely being a uh, soccer fan in the United States. So we want to connect with you. We're here for you. We're here exactly. For you. We are here for you. But first, uh, I want to go over what we're going to be doing today. We're going to go around the room. We have a new bit called the Blonde Bomber Update. We'll get into that a little bit more. We got a little bit of fantasy Premier League talk. We're going to talk V A R. What you really want? And we're going to talk about the games this weekend. We're going to talk a little relegation talk. Maybe mm. some Champions League talk mm. coming up. What's happening? And then a little financial fair play update. Champions. You know. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Look. We got a little Champions League financial f- fair play update. See what's going on in that corner. But uh, first, let's go around the room. All right. So, Pat, how's your week, man? How you doing? Yeah. So my week was pretty good, man. It was pretty good. I got myself a new place over in West Asheville, which is uh, really, really an excellent spot that I found right on the kind of the main strip, Haywood Street. If y'all know, you know. Um, Interesting. Yeah, no, it's a, you guys got to come down and check it out, man. It's a wonderful spot right in, where a lot of good things are happening. A lot of excellent restaurants, a lot of nice bars, a couple breweries right within walking distance. And uh, yeah, I'm just so happy, so happy to have my real estate situation settled because I'm sure you guys know when you're in between places trying to figure out a living situation. Now that's stress. Dude, it's not a good feeling. Yeah. Not a yeah, good feeling at all. That's me. I'm good. I'm like, whew, I'm finally taking a deep breath, guys. Yeah, moving is the worst. Moving is the worst. But Leo, how you doing, man? Good, man. Um, if anything, you know, unlike uh, my man Pat over here, he had his living situation taken care of, which I'm really happy for. Proud of him. Thank you. Thank you. But you know, my my week has just been more of a you know simpler week. Simpler because when you're happy about getting 104 points in fantasy football, it just it, <laughs> it feels so good. It just makes your entire week. Just absolutely outstanding no matter what happens. So, you know, coming back, getting into third place, feeling feeling the world has just given back. I've been feeling pretty good. As far as my week goes, I mean, it's more about my weekend. Deontay Wilder versus Tyson Fury. Ooh. Okay, you bought two. the fight? You bought the fight? I bought the fight. Uh, right, let me hear I it. Made, it. Well, first, you got to hear about what I ate. You know, I, I, made well, some, I was going to say, you made a whole <laughs> night out of it, dude. I want the full explanation. Of course, explanation. Yes, of, course yeah. of course. So I went to the, to the store and I made some piggies in a blanket. I didn't buy it out of the box. No, sir, ladies and gentlemen. I made from scratch piggies in a blanket, bought the pizza dough, bought the little weenies. Oh. Roll the pizza dough inside the little weenies. Oh my Man. god! So, you know, honestly, um, I'm really tempted on making that again tonight or tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> because it was so damn good. Just dipping all your little dipping sauces. Mm, so what's good. the dipping sauce that you got? I mean, for me, I'm just a classic mustard ketchup dip twice kind of guy. You know, oh, like, it's so strictly good. strictly mustard. Okay, it can't be ketchup. 
Oh, you know, I like I like variety. It's the spice of life, as they say. You know, hey, I, love, I, love I respect that. that. All right, respect. respect. But the actual fight, man, I didn't know who I was going for uh, until I let myself watch all the pre-match fight updates or whatever it is. You know how they like tell you about their life and stuff. And at the end of the day, I, I was kind of rooting for uh, Deontay Wilder. I wanted to see him win. You know, America's boy from Alabama. The, yeah. The quote-unquote well-spoken hate that word, but uh, you know, just. You know, the, the boy, this the boy deserved to win. I feel with that big right hand, and ah, man, he got battered, guys. He got beat up, like mm. blood everywhere. Wow, really? battered, blood coming out of his ear, blood coming out of his nose, blood coming out of his eye. Dude, my dude Ooh, got my battered, dropped in the seventh round, and uh, Tyson Fury is the. WBC World Heavyweight Champion, and it's fully deserved. The man can fight, man. So, so man it's a, fight. let me ask you a question. Wow. You know how there's always that one moment in the fight where you mm -hmm. know that the you know the guy's lost it. Basically, you oh, know, he's he's the feeling... first five seconds, and I'll what? tell you why. I, wow. I'll tell you why. It, it, it's and the um and this has a lot to do with sports. So this is why I'm going to spend a little bit of time on talking about this. It, it's about confidence, and I think it's a more of a mental game than it is a physical game. You can. You can, uh, this is what Amanda was saying, you know, it's, you can train for years, months, whatever it is, but on that day, what kind of mental state are you in? You know, are you ready to go inside that ring and go toe to toe with this guy in front of millions and millions of people watching? And I just don't think Deontay Wilder's mental state was there. Uh, you saw him kind of cocking that right hand, ready to use it, kind of being a little shy about it, not really knowing when to pull it out. And um, even the way he entered the stadium, very quiet, very somber, stretching, meditating. Meanwhile, his opponent, Tyson Fury, is watching TV. He's got his arm around his girl. He's laughing. He's joking. <laughs> and, uh, uh, and one of the announcers was like, well, I already know who's going to win. I already know who's going to win because of what I can see right now. And he was talking about Tyson Fury's confidence. And it showed inside the ring. He beat that boy so good, man. I'm telling you. Woo. It was a hell of a match. It, it, it Doesn't he come from like a long line of yes. bare knuckle fighters? Yes. Like, that's his King. bloodline. The Gypsy like, King was an actual title given to the best Irish uh, fighter in the world. Like, you know, and his grandfather was the Gypsy King. His uncle was the Gypsy King. Now he is the Gypsy King. It's kind of meant to be. It's kind of crazy. Hold up, hold up. No, no, no. I, I was going to say, can, uh, okay, can I get a, uh, it's conspiracy theory? Yeah, thank you. <laughs> conspiracy theory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Conspiracy that's yeah. the conspiracy yeah. theory, Leo. Yeah. Conspiracy all right, theory. all right. This is my conspiracy theory, right? I believe Deontay Wilder and Tyson Fury will be having a match three, correct? Yes, of course. So yeah. I believe that the reason why my man Deontay Wilder was not his usual self might have been due to the fact that they might have had contract talks in the back, secretive. Ooh. Nobody knows about them. Deontay, Ooh. you're going to lose this fight. You're going to lose this fight because the next story we're going to have is the American comeback. The American comeback oh, story Leo. of Deontay Wilder taking out the W, W, what is it? What is it? I'm sorry. WBC. Thank you. The WBC champion of the world. This is going to oh, be a man. comeback. And you know what? They probably paid him more money as well. They probably said, listen, you're going to take a down on this fight. We'll pay you $10 million more just to make you feel a little bit better. Next fight, because it's going to be. Loss, that's that's what I'm saying. So it's easy. But yeah. the thing is, dude, they do this on purpose, man. I feel like they do these kinds of things You're on right. purpose. It's an entertainment. It's a, it's a TV show. But also, first. when yeah. you have a hundred million dollars purse going to, you know, some of these players, that's ridiculous. Like that's amazing. 
So, I mean, why wouldn't you want to have a third fight where you can have another $100 million purse? Right on the go. That's my conspiracy theory. Thank you very much. You might be onto something because it is an enter- it's entertainment first. Thank you. Thank you. Thank so you very much. You Consp- might be onto something. Conspiracy theory, yeah. Conspiracy nice. theory, yeah. All right. So um, we've gone around the room. It's time for a blonde bomber update. Blonde. The blonde bomber update wow like dude you really took it to like this to the techno level like you were just trying to imitate the germans at that point what is going on there (laughs) i know look at him just look at him that's why i made that jingle called the blonde the blonde bomber update and i want to talk about the blonde bomber and i want to talk about Lots of different players over the next course of you know the months or years we do this podcast. So this is going to be a reoccurring bit that we do. We're going to focus on a few players. The first player we're focusing on is Erling Holland. How can you not focus on this guy? I mean, he he comes into Germany. He he just basically whips out his guns and says, "Everybody freeze! I'm taking over." And uh, that's exactly what's happening. I, I I do I do feel like this is just a the first stop for him. On, on many stops throughout many clubs in England and maybe throughout the world. But Pat, can you give us a legit Blonde Bomber update? He's our new favorite individual player to collectively follow and see how he's doing after his transfer into uh, Borussia Dortmund, joining one of the you know top clubs in all of Europe, uh, making the step from RB Salzburg and Austria to one of the big five leagues in Europe. And this guy is outrageous, dude. I don't know if you've been watching him play at all, but I'll just start by saying he's played in eight matches so far for Borussia Dortmund. Okay. And he has 11 goals at the age, the ripe old age of 19. He's 19? Damn. He's 19 wow, that years is old. Young. That is young. You know what? You know, dude, I have his birthday right here. He was born in the year 2000. So this kid's from the future, maybe. I don't know. Like, who knows Like who knows what these footballers that are going to be showing up now uh, that were born after the year 2000. Maybe they're robots because the way this guy plays is phenomenal. He's already faster than everybody. He's already stronger than everybody. And the, just being a fan of, of football, if you'd like to watch strikers play, his movement is absolutely incredible. I, I fully feel like when I'm watching him, I'm watching a 15-year veteran. Because he's he's so shifty playing off the back shoulder of the center backs, making the you know two steps forward towards the near post, center back bites, fades to the back, and simple little tap ins. You know, his goals, he's not had any sort of screamers or anything, but it's because he's so smart in his movement that he's a pure, pure, pure striker. And this kid, I'm telling you, he is just he's like you said, Kay, he's gonna be all over the top clubs in in, in due time. Short notice, probably. Very interesting. What's your first nickname for him this week? Oh, so I was going with Holland Oats, <laughs> just because I, I, you know, I'm a musician. I love music, so that just popped in my head like a while ago. Um, okay. I'm also going with the, uh, the Screaming Norwegian. Okay. Okay. Let's keep it there for now. Let's keep it there. For and, now. and yeah, we're working on it, though. We're going to see which one sticks, and maybe uh, everyone can help us out in deciding which one well, we're going to go with. Blonde Bomber is so solid, though. It's got to be the I, I would like yeah. to say that uh, my man, 
you know, Erling Haaland did have a screamer against PSG. It was quite beautiful, actually. It was, Ooh, I missed it. It then. was the second goal that he scored, man. It was outside the 18-yard box. I mean, it was a hammer to the top left corner. It was beautiful. And he did it, I think, with his left foot. It, it was it was some a very surprising shot. I did not expect it from such a young player. And I think that's why it fascinated me even, even more. I do have to say one thing, though. Did Manchester United get it wrong then, not picking up Erling Holland? No. And the reason conspiracy. why no, 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 okay. no, no, no conspiracy theory here. If anything, this uh-uh. is something I wanted to actually discuss. And the reason why no, I got a conspiracy. Oh, okay, go hit it. Yeah, I got one. Go yeah. hit it. Oh. Conspiracy theories, yeah. So, Leo, to your point, look, there's so many connections between Solskjaer and Holland that it's almost impossible to ignore. Right, so so Holland's father, we all know, played at Leeds. He was a great, great, great player at Leeds, and uh, Solskjaer coached Holland before Holland went to Salzburg. Solskjaer coached Holland in Norway. I forget the name of the club. We, we could go back and look it up, but Mold. So yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds that sounds right. Is that it? That's where he was well, coaching in. in a, okay, so yeah, yeah, yeah. So so he had Holland on a, in his squad, and I personally believe that he said, "Listen, Erling." You go to Dortmund, set the world on fire. We'll sign you when you're done there, okay? We'll see you in a few years. Hmm. And I think it's going to come in at a time. Hopefully, Soscar is still there. I, I honestly see this Manchester United thing getting dug up out of the, the rubble. Because bet, I'll bet money right now Holland ends up as a Man United player within three years. Wow. Indeed. Conspiracy theories, indeed. Yeah, I mean, I I think we'll leave it there, man. That is a great little blonde bomber update. The blonde bomber, guys. He got both goals at PSG. Yeah, I know. Absolutely massive, massive. And I think they also yeah. didn't want to deal with Riley. Riley. Oh my gosh, what is this guy's name? Right, Riola Mino. Mino. Okay, we'll call him Mino just from because his last name is yeah, wonderful. Riola, Riola, because I'm having yeah. trouble with his last uh-huh. name. But Mino is 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 a smart, smart agent. I mean, he wanted the sell-on clause for like the next, uh, basically any transfer window that Erling Holland had. He wanted a sell-on clause that would allow him to get more money, and they just did not want to yeah. deal with him anymore. And and you know, and I understand. You know how much, I understand. You know how much Dorman bought him for? What they paid? Like seventeen, right? Twenty. Huh. <laughs> released 20 million euro 17 million dollars yeah all right i mean Ooh. we're gonna keep our eye on this guy we're gonna keep a very very close eye on this guy as Gosh. well as as well as other players in europe and a quick and a quick shout just to dortmund producing these players that are just become absolute top talents that go to these top clubs they got something really good going at dortmund i just wanted to say that yeah, i think it's the the bones of what uh jürgen klopp has left that's my opinion Um, all right, so this weekend we saw some VAR horror shows. Controversy, which I really want. Controversy, which I really want. VAR. Yeah. Um, Dan. Okay, so the first one I want to talk about is in the Man City game. Leo, that handball, Kevin De Bruyne. What's up with that one? Listen, I. <laughs> I'm always going to back my man KDB, you know, no matter what. Mm-hmm. So in my eyes, in my Man City fan eyes, it was not a handball. In reality, that's a whole different story, but we don't need to talk about that. 
I mean, let's just uh, paint a picture for the audience real quick. It's a free kick outside the 18-yard box. Free kick goes in. It's headed straight for Kevin De Bruyne's head. Uh, naturally, he puts his arms up, or is it natural? And it hits his arm and deflects and obviously does not go into the goal, and the game proceeds without a VAR check. Um, it's- a lot of people say that this is why VAR was was, was brought in, to, to reverse decisions like this or make them right. What do you think, Pat? I, I, there's something about when you're in a wall and it's a, and it's a dead ball free kick situation and he's literally defending his face Mm. that it's not, I don't see that as, as a handball situation. Whereas if he was defending somebody in the regular course of play and he decided to like throw his hands up over his face, I think I might have a different opinion. But the fact that he's, you know, you're sort of a sitting duck there when you're standing in the wall. You know, I was just standing in one today in my game, and you're just there, and you're yeah, like, "Let me ask you a right, question." Let's see in your game, where did you have your hands? Uh, across my chest and uh, over my. Uh, well, that's usually the position that we all take when we're uh, in a wall. Yeah, I, I put both fair. my hands on my, and uh, and that, and, uh-huh. and I put my head down and I jump. And hopefully the ball hits me on you know <laughs> the top of the head or somewhere where it doesn't hurt and that and that's it. But right. putting up your hands like 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 a little bitch. Yeah. I mean, come on. I, mean, I love KD <laughs> too, but this is soccer. What are you doing? It's, uh, no, I mean it's it's a it's a it's a fair discussion to have. You know. Yeah. Well, but this but this particular example is so like right in the middle. I feel like as opposed to a lot of the other decisions that we've mm, seen. Yeah. Uh, well, especially some of the like the harsh tackles well, that's that are like the second one. Lo Celso, Giovanni Lo Celso. Wait, okay. wait, 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 wait. But I, before we continue with Giovanni Lo Celso, I do have do, to say do. this one particular thing. I think the handball rule in the mind of a lot of VR monitor refs is starting to change. They're not trying to. I don't know, use the rule so literally, you could say, because it seems like in the beginning, yes, they used it literally. If it touched your hand, it's going to be a penalty or they're going to give you a a yellow or stoppage or free kick, whatever it was. But it seems like as things have changed, because this is the first season VAR has been introduced into the Premier League, as things have changed, it seems like they're starting to use VAR less with the handballs if the handballs aren't so obvious because they don't want to ruin the game in that sense. Does anybody agree with me here? Am I, am I you know going i don't know I no I, I don't think it's enough used- for a conspiracy theory jingle but i do think you have a a, a point that the va that sorry the handball rule itself is morphing it's mutating it's to me one of the worst uh written rules in soccer because it's so broad and i, I do think that the uh the way we interpret it is being is definitely changing i, I agree with that because they used to be a i mean Anytime they touched your hand, it was over. It was it was a penalty. Yeah. It was I mean, it could be the stupidest reason ever. If your your hand was just slightly up above your 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 middle region, boom. It's it, it's a penalty. Yeah, and it's it's like there's something to be said for the idea of make, simplifying the rule like that, but you know, then you really run the risk of players trying some tricky stuff, trying to play the ball onto a player's hand if he's, you know, running up to the end line and has no other options kind of situations. And it's happened and it will where, continue to happen. Yeah. But listen, if I'm totally honest with you, this is the beauty of what this game is, is that there is a particular rule, the handball rule, especially when we're talking about when it's in a, a penalty area, that the nature of it, the very nature and essence of it is that it's subjective. Hmm. 
And that's like, I think that's part of the beauty of it. There's no, you know, as far as like, I'm okay with offsides and VAR doing the offsides thing. Like, no, look, he's offsides. Like there's a little bit, that's, that's a different natured rule. But when the ball is being played and you're just a person that has hands, like you shouldn't be penalized because you're a person that has hands. (laughs) You know Uh, what I'm saying? So like, there's sometimes where it's just like, yo, you see something happen and you're like, no, this guy just has hands. And it's like, it's not his fault. But then there's others. You're like, oh my goodness. Like you can't do that. Like, yeah, I hear you. You know, so, so I think it has to almost remain that way. I don't know that it'll ever change if I'm honest with you. Well, we're going to definitely keep talking about VAR. I have a strange feeling, including um, this tackle, this Giovanni Lo Celso tackle that happened this past weekend. Red card. Yo, I'm sick. I'm sick and tired. Uh This is my biggest gripe with with the VAR, man. I'm telling you, I am so sick and tired of them getting this stuff wrong. The The when you go back and look at a tackle, that is clear and obvious as the verbiage Paint a picture goes. first. Paint a picture first. Okay, so who remind me of the player who was Ooh, on the ground? I honestly that's forget. a good question. Doesn't really matter though. Okay, so uh, so players on the ground and Lacelso seems to be stumbling for the ball. They're kind of fighting for the ball, and it almost looks like Lacelso is losing his balance. But he, in what happens in plain and white speak, is that he stomps on in the middle of the leg, right on the calf, shin bone, humerus, you know, area of of um the player and it's it's so clear as far as this is a tackle as he's going for the ball that could endanger the career of another player like it's as simple as that for me i understand he might not have meant it maybe he was losing his balance you know especially if you watch it that argument i think could Mm. be made but you can't and it's also the same thing as obama yang was the only time they got it right they gave him a red card he was suspended three games son he, he kicked out at Rudiger. They they suspended him three games. But then there was Harry Maguire who kicked out. I, did you guys see that? No. Uh, when he kicked out at Mishi. Oh, my goodness. I did He's see that. Yeah, it was, it was pretty atrocious. Oh, yeah. it's atrocious. It's so bad. And he didn't get anything. But they went and reviewed it. And now this situation is another one where they've gone and reviewed uh, a situation. So we're talking two people minimum going and looking well, at during this the stuff. Game. The, during the, the game. During the game, they, they yeah, admitted yeah. fault. <laughs> saying that oh and that's yeah get out of here with that like what do you like don't i don't need to hear oh oh sorry we got it wrong it's like I, what does that serve what purpose does that serve at all other than to frustrate people personally um i'm i, I still am of the belief that var will either get dropped completely from one of these competitions whether it be uh, you know, a domestic cup or a Premier League or a European cup, or it's just going to morph into this crazy monster and get worse and worse and worse because we're at a crossroads. I really do believe we're at a crossroads, ladies and gentlemen. That's just my opinion. And, and the last thing I want to talk about today is um, a few players that I've I've noticed have um, kind of turned... Ooh. Turn the key, turn turn the season around, if you will. And one player I used to love playing this jingle for. He should not be playing. No. <laughs> he, he should not be playing. playing. And we've discussed this player uh, in the past, Mesut Ozil. Okay. <laughs> He's uh, back. He's is back. he back? I don't know. Is he? Uh, it's, it certainly looks like he might be. I mean, 
Arsenal are looking good. Did you see that goal? Wow. Guys, how many times do we have to have the discussion about, (laughs) yeah, Mesut Ozil is talented. Look what he's capable of. Oh, but his attitude. Yep. It's just a cycle, man. He's in a good up cycle right now. And in in a few weeks' time, it's going to be back to the same questions. Like, oh, is he going to be at Arsenal next year? Does Arteta really want to have him around? Is he really going to build his team around Mesut Ozil? It looks like he's like, doing that right now, and it's paying off. It's paying I know. Off. I know. And it's interesting because it goes against conventional wisdom, and maybe that's what Arsenal mm-hmm. need. You know, Maybe they need a thinker like Arteta who's, who maybe can capitalize on what Mesut Ozil ultimately can yes. be. You know? So it's going to be interesting. Yeah. Dungeon and Danny's had some great games as well. Celebos is, is basically back, back and firing. He wasn't really in the team for a while, but it seems like Arteta's come around and said, you know what, I'm going to give you a chance. Let's see what you can do. And he's been- Yeah, Emery never played him. There you go. Yeah, yeah you're right. And then, and then another player I want to talk about, it's kind of three players in one. Um, Bruno Fernandez. Okay, I like that. Coming in there, Fernandez comes comes in strong, changes basically the entire way that Manchester United play, and um, and today I'm looking at the bench for Manchester United, and, and I'm looking tonight, I don't see two names, not even dressed on the bench. So what has happened to Andres Pereira and Jesse Lingard? How does the signing of how does happened? the signing of two players in Odin Igalo and Bruno Fernandez, and all of a sudden, bye, don't need you anymore. Like, not <laughs> even on the bench. Not even I, on the yeah. bench, bro. Like, I, yo, Aaliyah, I, I, I know you mentioned that Lingard's going through some stuff. And, uh, and Andres Pereira, I don't think anyone's been a real big fan of. But damn, that was quick. <laughs> Shit. You can't deny they had opportunity. Yeah. But, I it mean, actually- it, it's embarrassing. Someone recently just said that Manchester United are basically one or two. I think it was Jamie Carragher, actually. He said Manchester United are basically one or two people away from really being able to perform. It seems like Ole's fun. And you know who one of them was? The Blonde Bomber. Oh, the Blonde blonde Bomber. The Blonde Bomber. Can you imagine a pairing? Update. The Blonde Bomber update. Yeah, and I mentioned this. (laughs) And I mentioned this early. Leo, I apologize for cutting you off, by the way. But, um... But it, it, I, I mentioned that I really feel like United are digging themselves up out of this quagmire they've been in for so long. It's been such a, a mess over there. But now you see with the, the addition of Bruno Fernandes is so positive for that squad. It's crazy. Because they finally have a player in the midfield that's actually eager to go forward and make something happen and take chances and take risks, you know, and try and find a pass that's going to set somebody through. Now imagine a true number nine. You leave Rashford on the wing where he naturally is, is at his best, super dangerous player, and then you put a true number nine like Erlen Holland up front, and all of a sudden that squad is scary. Yeah, going forward at least, absolutely. Right. Yeah, they still need help in the back because Harry Maguire is a travesty. I don't <laughs> want to get into it. Kay, you need to, you need to watch the kick out, man. You need to like watch it now I and will. react to it <laughs> just because it's so absurd. Yeah, what are you going to say? No, I was going to say that um, another player that I've been looking at and have been very surprised by the maturity of this player is Saka. Saka and Arsenal. And today's That's on my game, list. I don't know if you guys watched this game, but he was... He's nasty. He was playing with some serious skill. And, and you're looking at this young, young player, and you're like, wow. 
where where is this kid getting this from? Like, how is he putting in these types of crosses? I mean, the, the, the football intelligence is there. And I mean, I had to put him on my fantasy team. I was so impressed. And especially for 4.5, I said, you know what? I'm going to take the risk. Let's see what happens. And I can save some money and put some more money into my front or midfield. We'll see. We'll see. But he was looking very impressive today. Actually, all of Arsenal was basically looking very impressive today, except for the back line. I think they had a great game. I think they were moving like the Arsenal of old, the way somewhat Wagner used to play, but without all the disappointing losses. There you go. No, they're definitely starting to move the ball like the Arsenal of old. I mean, I remember when that team basically invented Tiki Taka within the Premier League, you know, with Arsene Wenger and just moving the ball around. You couldn't get it off of them. Um, oh. But I, and I love me some Thierry Henry. And, and you know, I think those days might be uh, might be approaching. But I think we're going to leave it there today. Anything else to add, gentlemen? Uh, no, no. Great, great no, pod. Nothing, uh, great to love hear y'all. you guys again. Absolutely. Uh, the back three, strong performance today. Hopefully that was a clean sheet. And uh, we'll have Nate next time. And for next episode, we are going to play a little uh, fantasy trivia game, which should be pretty interesting. Not fantasy trivia, sorry. Just a Premier League trivia game. Uh, it's going to be Nate and Pat versus Leo and me. And we're yeah, going to yeah, see yeah. who can win that game. And also next episode, we have the Top Shelf Champion. Champions League predictor game update because yes, the Champions League first round will have been done by then. So, lots of stuff to talk about next episode. We'll we'll see you guys. Catch us and follow us at the Top Shelf Pod. See you next week. See you next week, guys. Yeah. Got a little bit of spirit in my cup between my fingers. It's a fat blood. Looks like I'ma lift my spirits up. Elevate until I'm chilling on the ceiling, feeling free. Don't you wish that you could feel like me? Hey, I don't got swagger for days, but I got half a millennium. What I lack in name to make a tenfold in charisma, make room. He comes to challenge, I'm coming in swinging. Might miss ten times, but eleven, you be singing my song. Girls all on my down. You can call me King Kong, the gorilla in the room. Just went from being overlooked to look over. So maybe one day I'll be the boss like Hope. Permanent. Nope, it's sad, this is mad, this is shy, so